From Seoul, Korea, KBS World Radio News Today starts right now. On today's broadcast, the ruling People Power Party vows to push for political reforms while the main opposition Democratic Party seeks to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party ahead of the April general elections. South Korea fails to reach the finals of the Asian Football Confederation Asian Cup in Qatar, losing to Jordan 2-0 in the semifinals. And South Korea plans to set aside funds for Ukraine as part of its plans to allocate $10.3 billion in loans to developing countries over the next three years. This is KBS World Radio News. I'm Daniel Chen. Han Dong-hoon, interim leader of the ruling People Power Party, says he will ensure the implementation of a set of political reforms he put forth ahead of April's general elections in a bid to secure election victory. Lee Jae-myung, head of the main opposition Democratic Party, meanwhile, reaffirmed a push to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party. Yoon So-young reports. Ruling People Power Party interim leader Han Dong-un expressed his intent to undertake political reforms and to declare a victory in April's general elections. At a public debate hosted by Kwanhun Club on Wednesday, Han pledged to realize proposed reforms, such as having lawmakers lay down their privileges, stressing that he wants to become the one that lays the straw that broke the camel's back. Asked about a possible bid for presidency, Han said he intends to focus on the upcoming general elections and that he is currently not thinking about what will come afterwards. On the other side of the political aisle, main opposition Democratic Party leader Lee Jae-myung apologized again amid criticism over his proposal to launch a pan-opposition proportional representation party ahead of April's elections. At a Supreme Council meeting, Lee said despite criticism that the proposed party would serve as a satellite party, it is the only way to respond to the ruling side's foul play and evasion of the law, which incapacitates the semi-mixed member proportional electoral system through its own satellite party. Meanwhile, the PPP, which called on five-term Representative Seo byung and three-term Representative Kim Tae-ho to help the ruling party reclaim districts along the Nakdong River Belt, also requested three-term Representative Cho Hye-jin to seek a term in Kim Hye-a or Kim Hye-b district. The DP, for its part, announced the outcome of its second round of nomination reviews, where 24 constituencies have been finalized to put forth a single candidate from outside the assembly. Beyond the realm of the two major parties, former PPP leader Lee Jun-suk's new reform party, former DP leader Lee Nagyeon's new future party, former DP representative Kim Tae-sop's new choice group, and the DP defector group's principal and common sense group held a roundtable on Wednesday for talks on joint election nominations. Yoon So-hyang, KBS World, Radio News. South Korea lost to Jordan 2-0 in the semifinals of the Asian Football Confederation Asian Cup in Qatar on Tuesday. Team Korea, ranked 23rd in the world, suffered a goalless loss to 87th-ranked Jordan in the semifinal at Ahmed bin Ali Stadium in Arayan, west of Doha. The Taegook Warriors, who aimed to take home the cup for the first time in 64 years, did not register a single shot on target in the match. With the absence of Bayern Munich defender Kim Min-jae due to a yellow card suspension, Jordan scored two goals in the second half, both due to mistakes in the Korean national team's defense. Jordan, who advanced to their first Asian Cup final, will face Iran or host and defending champion Qatar. 
South Korea plans to set aside 2.1 billion U.S. dollars in funds for Ukraine as part of its plans to allocate 10.3 billion dollars in loans to developing countries to support various projects over the next three years. The government announced a plan on Wednesday in a meeting to discuss ways to operate the Economic Development Cooperation Fund from 2024 to 2026. Under the EDCF, the government plans to approve 4.5 trillion won worth of new projects this year, 4.6 trillion won and 4.7 trillion won in 2025 and 2026 respectively, making a total of 13.8 trillion won or 10.4 billion dollars. Of these approved funds, the government expects to spend 6.5 trillion won on the execution of these projects over the three years, aiming to emerge as the world's 10th largest contributor in global development aid by 2026. Russia has reportedly allowed the release of millions of dollars in frozen North Korean assets and may be helping the North with access to international banking networks. Quoting American Allied Intelligence officials, the New York Times reported on Tuesday that Russia allowed the release of $9 million out of $30 million in North Korean assets frozen in a Russian bank. The officials reportedly said that North Korea intends to use the release funds to purchase crude oil. The officials also claimed that a North Korean front company opened an account recently at a different Russian bank in the Georgian breakaway region of South Ossetia, which is seen as evidence that Russia is helping North Korea avoid UN sanctions blocking the North's access to international financial networks. These claims come after North Korea transferred weapons to Russia, which is at war with Ukraine. The New York Times said that although it is unclear whether Russia provided military technology to North Korea in return, such financial transactions are another sign of the continued development of relations between the two nations. Foreign Minister Zhou Teil held his first phone call since taking office with his Chinese counterpart Wang Yi to discuss bilateral relations and North Korea's nuclear weapons. According to Seoul's foreign ministry, Zhou and Wang spoke for 50 minutes on Tuesday afternoon to discuss exchanges between high-level officials, cooperation in supply chains, and North Korean issues. The ministry said the two sides reaffirmed their commitment to the development of bilateral relations and agreed on the need to strengthen strategic exchanges and communication at various levels to ensure the future-oriented development of bilateral ties. The two sides agreed to work closely to ensure bilateral dialogue on security and other issues, and vice foreign minister's talks can be held at an early date. On North Korea, Joe expressed concerns over the North's continued provocations, its nuclear and missile development, and growing military ties with Russia, and asked China to play a constructive role in convincing the North to take the path of denuclearization. After the announcement of the expansion of medical school admissions quota, medical groups have threatened collective action, leading to the government's immediate response by holding a meeting with teaching hospitals across the country. The Minister of Health and Welfare on Wednesday held a virtual meeting presided by Health Minister Zhou Gyuhong with heads of 221 teaching hospitals across the nation, including university hospitals that train residents. This meeting was held to discuss response measures with teaching hospitals in case of a mass strike by the medical community, with the ministry requesting teaching hospitals to actively cooperate in responding to a resident strike. It requested the medical residents be thoroughly supervised for their service and management and that an emergency care system be established so that essential care such as emergency rooms, intensive care units, and operating rooms can be maintained. The nation unlocked a current account surplus for the eighth consecutive month in December thanks to strong exports of semiconductors and automobiles. 
According to tentative data released by the Bank of Korea on Wednesday, the current account surplus reached $7.41 billion in December last year. The goods account marked $8.04 billion in December, widening from $6.88 billion logged in the previous month. Korea posted a current account surplus of $35.49 billion last year, up 37.4% from a year earlier. The benchmark Korea Composite Stock Price Index rose 33.38 points, or 1.3%, on Wednesday to close at 2,609.58. The tech-heavy Kosdaq also climbed, gaining 4.89 points, or 0.61%, to close at 811.92. On the foreign exchange, the local currency weakened 0.21 against the U.S. dollar, closing the day at 1,327.81. And that's the news from KBS World Radio's News Center in Seoul. This has been Daniel Chen. You can also catch our news from our website at world.kbs.co.kr.